In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. Welcome to our celebration of Mass here at St Bride's. Welcome to those of you that are joining us in these moments, but also welcome to those that will be joining us later on in the day. Today in the Gospel we hear of the feeding of the 5,000. And I ask you especially to remember in your prayers of today's Mass, uh, Archie Brown, a young man who was killed in an accident in England, and his funeral takes place today. Please also remember Jane, his mother, and all family members and family friends. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, hope and light of the sincere, we humbly entreat you to dispose our hearts to offer you worthy prayer endeavour to extol you by dutiful proclamation of your praise. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. <clears throat> A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. One member of the Sanhedrin, a Pharisee called Gamaliel, who was a doctor of the law and respected by the whole people, stood up and asked to have the apostles taken outside for a time. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Men of Israel, be careful how you deal with these people. There was Thudus, who became notorious not so long ago. He claimed to be someone important and he even collected about 400 followers. But when he was killed, all his followers scattered, and that was the end of them. And then there was Judas the Galilean, at the time of the census, who attracted crowds of supporters. But he got killed too, and all his followers dispersed. What I suggest, therefore, is that you leave these men alone and let them go. If this enterprise, this movement of theirs, is of human origin, it will break up of its own accord. But if it does in fact come from God, you will not only be unable to destroy them, but you might find yourselves fighting against God. His advice was accepted, and they had the apostles called in, gave orders for them to be flogged, warned them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and release them. And so they left the presence of the Sanhedrin, glad to have had the honour of suffering humiliation for the sake of the name. 
They preached every day, both in the temple and in private houses, and their proclamation of the good news of Christ Jesus was never interrupted. The Word of the Lord There is one thing I ask of the Lord, to live in the house of the Lord. The Lord is my light and my help, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, before whom shall I, shall I shrink? There is one thing I ask of the Lord, for this I long, to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to savour the sweetness of the Lord, to behold his temple. I'm sure I shall see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hope in him, hold firm and take heart. Hope in the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went off to the other side of the Sea of Galilee or of Tiberias, and a large crowd followed him, impressed by the signs he gave by curing the sick. Jesus climbed the hillside and sat down there with his disciples. It was shortly before the Jewish feast of Passover. Looking up, Jesus saw the crowds approaching and said to Philip, Where can we buy some bread for these people to eat? He only said this to test Philip. He himself knew exactly what he was going to do. Philip answered, Two hundred denarii would only buy enough to give them a small piece each. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said, There is a small boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what's that between so many? Jesus said to them, Make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass there, and as many as five thousand men sat down. Then Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and gave them out to all who were sitting ready. He then did the same with the fish, giving out as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten enough, he said to the disciples, Pick up the pieces left over, so that nothing gets wasted. So they picked them up and filled twelve hampers with scraps left over from the meal of five barley loaves. The people seeing this sign that he had given said, This really is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, who could see that they were about to come and take him by force and make him king, escaped back to the hills by himself. The Gospel of the Lord. Over the last few days at Mass, we've been following the fortunes of the early Christians in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, we've heard of the miracle that's done through Peter and John. Uh, we've heard of the early Christians themselves proclaiming the name of Jesus and Peter himself 
uh, speaking about the life of Jesus and his death and resurrection. And we hear also uh, of these early Christians that are imprisoned uh, and somehow get out and can't kind of stop talking about the Christian message, the good news. And today uh, we hear also of these Christians who, uh, of course, are still under arrest. Uh, and we hear of the discussions about them in that kind of inner forum of the Sanhedrin. And we hear of, for the very first time and the last time, really, uh, of a man called Gamaliel, uh, who seems to be somebody who is very much uh, honoured and respected uh, amongst uh, the, the community uh, in Jerusalem. Uh, and he gives good advice, prudent advice, uh, not uh, to somehow uh, do anything against these uh, early Christians, because uh, if it is from God, uh, then they will find themselves uh, working against God. And so we can simply hear that they're released, uh, they're lashed, uh, but it doesn't stop them talking about the Christian message. It doesn't stop them, stop them talking about the name of Jesus. It goes on and they seem to be unhindered in what they're doing. There is, uh, when we read these passages, that sense of, of the good news itself uh, bursting forth. It, it can't be stopped. Uh, good news always travels fast. Uh, and of course, this good news uh, of God's love uh, can't be contained, uh, can't somehow be held back. And of course, uh, the early Christians can't stop themselves talking about Jesus himself. One of the things uh, that happens uh, during this uh, particular time of the Easter season is that instead of uh, in the gospel passages find ourselves uh, talking about the resurrection, uh, what we find is that we go back uh, to the life of Jesus and to things that happen in the life of Jesus. And clearly now what happens is that the early Christians themselves and the people who set the gospel itself down are interpreting the events that they saw in the light of Jesus' resurrection. These events become crystal clear now to them. So today we hear of the feeding of the 5,000 uh, and of course uh, what it is is a simple thing that the people are hungry and they obviously have no food and Jesus himself in some incredible miracle provides food for them uh, and of course this again is one of the great signs uh, that Jesus gives. And of course uh, what we then hear is that Jesus himself doesn't only give this food uh, but when he's kind of questioned he kind of speaks of himself as being the very bread of life, the very thing that people hunger for in their deepest reality uh, deep down in their own souls. Uh, he is the bread of life uh, that, is, that he offers to them. Uh, today, uh, that, that passage itself uh, kind of reminds us maybe even of the times that we find ourselves in. Um, although uh, many people are able to feed themselves, there is a large group and an even bigger, uh, extending larger group that, that, that worry about how, how you're going to feed your family, how you're going to provide uh, this week and next week and next month. Um, and so in a certain sense the, the passage itself is a, is a, a relevance for us 
that sense of of being hungry, something that they've probably never really known in their own life. It's a kind of passing hunger very often that we have, uh, but we know that in a couple of hours' time we'll be able to ha sit down and have a meal. But to experience that fear that you will not be able to uh, uh, give food uh, to your family is a very great kind of fear. And I suppose we kind of hear echoes of that in the, the reading itself. Uh, they have no food. Uh, they don't have enough money to buy food. Uh, where are they going to get this food? And of course what we hear is that the miracle itself provides them with the food. Um, and of course they're not hungry any longer. I've often said to you over these uh, last few weeks that the grace of God itself surrounds us in so many ways. And maybe one of the great signs that we have of the grace of God that's with us is, is the way in which people are sharing the food that they have, uh, giving money in order to provide food for people that don't have it, uh, bringing uh, food uh, to food banks uh, in order that it can be distributed fairly amongst uh, other people who are obviously struggling to make ends meet. It's a great kind of miracle of sharing that's happening even in our own times uh, and the grace of God is with us. We hear that Jesus gives the sign in the gospel uh, and of course Jesus gives us this sign uh, in our own time, uh, that miracle of sharing, that sense in which there's, there doesn't seem enough to go around, there's only the, the barley rolls and fish, there's only the small amount itself uh, that we seem to have and yet somehow uh, that itself is kind of multiplied in a way in which we could never have imagined. Um, and one of the great kind of miracles over the last few weeks is that no one, no one in our own community has gone hungry uh, because there's a sense in which the grace of God has moved people in order to come to the aid uh, of those that don't have anything. So it's a great sign of God's presence and God's grace amongst us in these days. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this bread to offer, which earth has given and human hands have made. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, through your goodness we have this wine to offer, fruit of the vine, the work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Accept in compassion, Lord, we pray, the offerings of your family, that under your protective care they may never lose what they have received, but attain the gifts that are eternal. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, Lord, but in this time above all to lodge you yet more gloriously 
when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. Through him the children of light rise to eternal life, and the halls of the heavenly kingdom are thrown open to the faithful. For his death is our ransom from death, and in his rising the life of all has risen. Therefore overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise, and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. For this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your, your face and have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Let us pray. Keep safe, O Lord, we pray, those whom you have saved by your kindness, that redeemed by the passion of your Son, they may rejoice in his resurrection. Through Christ our Lord. We ask Mary's continued protection and care for us in these days. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go forth 
the Mass has ended. <laughs>